hello, and welcome to an all-new episode of the Transfix Take Podcast, where we are performance-driven. It's the week of December 6th, and we are bringing you news, insights, and trends for shippers and carriers from our market expert, Justin Mays. And Mays, as always, it is great to be with you, sir. Hey, Jenny. It's great to be back with you as well this week, especially as we take a turn into the final month of 2024. I haven't even decided what my resolutions are going to be, but Mays, what can we look forward to on this week's show? This week, we're going to go over what we experienced over the last two weeks, what disruptions were brought on by the Thanksgiving holiday, and what we should anticipate for the remainder of 2024. Well, then we've got a lot to get into, Maze. Why don't we start with a look at where the market sat last week and what we're looking forward to this week. Well, Jenny, since the last time we spoke, the freight markets have continued to be somewhat volatile. We have actually seen rates increase from $1.62 per mile, line haul only, up to $1.68. That's about a 4% increase that took place from Thanksgiving through the end of November. Now remember, Jenny, at the same time, fuel was decreasing for the past five weeks now. So these are two indicators going in the direction of carriers. This is the highest we've seen line haul rates since the first half of July. That's surpassing the Labor Day weekend combined with the hurricane volatility brought to the market. So it is a pretty big jump for carriers and it's well needed through a tough 2023 freight market. Well, for carriers, we love to see it. And Mays, am I right in assuming that this spike in rate is um, because of consumers buying more ahead of the holidays as we expected it to happen? Exactly, Jenna, you hit it right on the head. This increase in average rate over the last week and a half is a result of an expected spike in volume, which also spiked up 10 rejections above 4%. But again, Jenny, 4% tender rejections are not that high, especially if we're looking at the trend of tender rejections over the last three years. But it was enough to bring some volatility and continue to keep rates higher through the end of month push we traditionally see from shippers. So then that would say that your optimism from the last couple of weeks has been justified because that just means that customers are starting to buy more and they're not as fatigued as we thought that they were going to be or as outlets were predicting them to be um, for the holidays. That's right, Jenny. Markets definitely remain a little bit tighter than I would have originally thought they would be through the end of November into the first few days of December. But as you called out, capacity is certainly starting to work itself out because we are seeing some softening happening in most regions. And this is as carriers reposition their power units that may have had time off through Thanksgiving, but also as shippers get back to normal operating. As you recalled out last week, a lot of shippers, their routing guides start to see some volatility going into some periods where, you know, they have closures at facilities or their vendors may. Um, or the receivers could potentially have, you know, closing hours for Thanksgiving, Black Friday, and even the day before Thanksgiving. All right, so the market is definitely leveling itself out in preparation for what's likely to be a turn in Q2. We'll get into that later. But Maze, any other last call-outs before we get into the regional breakdown? I really want to emphasize the volatility we saw Thanksgiving bring on. Because again, I honestly did not think we're going to see too much volatility. At the end of the day, we saw rates increase just under 4%, so it's nothing significant. But when you look at the entire US, one thing that really drew my eye is that five markets out of 135 US freight markets experienced rates declining from the last time we spoke, which was last Monday, to this Monday. Now, I haven't seen this in a very long time. So it just shows how volatility was spread across the entire US, not just region specific. Take those notes. Now you know what it's time for, the regional breakdown maze. Where are we getting started this week? 
All right, Jenny, this time I'm going to separate our region breakdown to more northern regions, such as the northeast, midwest, and parts of the west coast, versus the south, southeast, and coastal regions. Now, I'm going to start up in the northeast because this is where I think we're going to continue to see some capacity issues over the next few weeks. And that's because of weather, Jenny. We've already experienced some weather events up in New England and even parts of upstate New York, and it's something to keep an eye on. Overall, over the past week, we saw just over a 4% increase in the average rate leaving the Northeast. This is something that carriers really need to focus on and keep an eye on because it's actually the longer lengths of haul out of the Northeast that experienced the greatest increase because these carriers are now heading to regions that are less desirable, such as the Southeast and South. And you'll see why when we get into those. Good to know, and I like the breakdown this week. So why don't we talk about the Midwest? What's going on there, Maze? The Midwest also saw an average increase right around 4%. It is most notably seen in the larger freight markets such as Indianapolis, Kansas City, St. Louis, Columbus, Ohio, but the more remote areas of the Midwest and markets such as upper Minnesota, haven't seen too much volatility, but again, these are not markets that drive the volume in the Midwest. It's important to continue to keep an eye on the Midwest as weather gets colder. But similar to the Northeast, freight headed down to the Southeast and coastal area is going to be where shippers pay more money. But that is due to carriers getting paid less leaving those regions. Why don't we move on over to the West Coast? Overall, Jenny, I believe that the Pacific Northwest, we're gonna start really seeing rates decline in the near term. This is due to the peak seasonality coming to an end. Now, an area to keep an eye on is definitely gonna be more remote areas of Montana and Idaho, like always. But as we take a deeper look into, you know, the Colorado markets, Arizona, Nevada, these are different markets that actually experienced pretty significant increases over the last week. Nothing to monitor too heavily right now, but I mean, at the end of the day, when we go into winter months, Denver is one of those large freight markets that we always want to keep a close pulse on what's happening with the weather in the surrounding areas. But looking at the state of California, we saw some pressure still over the last week. It's really geared towards longer lengths of haul. This is more likely due to more expedient long haul shipping as we run right into the holidays. So a lot of shippers pushing out some last minute orders is most likely going to be that determining factor on pushing rates up on long haul freight leaving the west coast over the next two weeks i think we're going to continue to see some volatility come out of the west coast for freight leaving for freight on longer lengths of haul due to some expedited freight but going into the new year as we traditionally anticipate the west coast usually cools down but i would say carriers and shippers should keep an eye out there right now because we could see some expedited freight really shake up and continue to bring volatility to the markets. Though I don't think it's gonna be something too noticeable calling carriers over there for a gold rush. Yeah, it is typically uh, all about the East Coast during this time and even the Midwest, but I'll leave that to you. Why don't we move on over to the South? What is the wrap up of what's going on over there? The South, Southeast and coastal regions all experienced an increase over the past week. But if I was a betting man, Jenny, and I know I say this a lot, and this is why people should not bet on my odds. I don't know about that, Maze. I think you've been pretty spot on throughout the year, but maybe I shouldn't give you that credit yet. So what are you thinking? I would bet that we do see the average rate leaving these three regions decrease from today to next Monday. The South in particular, 
We haven't seen too much volatility. It's more going to be out of the major markets. We saw it in the past week, which I do believe as capacity starts right sizing, we're gonna see these rates flatten or decline in aggregate. The South is certainly somewhere to continue to watch, not just in December, but all through 2024, as we start seeing the shakeup of nearshoring and what type of volume that could bring through the border of Texas, but also different states like Arizona. All right, why don't we zero in on the Southeast? What is happening there? We saw rates increase, like I said, in every region. The Southeast was no different. But I do believe we are rightfully set up to see rates decrease across the Southeast. Now, it's important to call out that the Southeast saw rates in aggregate decrease on city and local runs. So there still wasn't a lot of pressure and demand on city and local runs leaving the Southeast over the last week. But on longer lanes of haul, there was slim pressure. Now, as we called out going over the Midwest and Northeast, carriers aren't so excited to go to the downs in the Southeast because they are anticipating rates to not continue to rally in the Southeast. So what that tells me is that rates are set to decline in the Southeast and carriers are already expecting it. So shippers should push for it. All right, moving on to the coastal region, what do we see there? It's very similar story to the Southeast, mainly in the Carolinas. The Carolinas were seeing the same type of pressure. City and local runs did not see an aggregate increase over the past week, but longer lanes of haul saw a slim increase. Over the next seven days, we're gonna see rates decline out of the North Carolina and South Carolina following the trends of the Southeast region. But when it comes to markets up in Virginia, they may continue to be holding on to higher rates as they're attached to the hip to the Northeast, which they may be able to ride out some volatility in the Northeast. All right, so I think that we have a good understanding of what's going down regionally, but can you give us a macro perspective of what we can expect when it comes to rates over the next two weeks, Mays? We anticipate rates in aggregate to remain flat, if not decline. And this is gonna be driven regionally. Freight in the Southeast, South, and coastal regions are most likely set to decline, and we're already experiencing some softening. But when you look at the Midwest and Northeast, don't anticipate for rates just to drop because they're coming off of highs brought on by the Thanksgiving holiday. Those regions traditionally do get tighter during this time of the year. So don't anticipate if you're a shipper to start saving money on that freight. If you want it serviced, you're gonna be paying a higher rate over the next two weeks than you have over the last month. When it comes to the West Coast, it's gonna be tricky. There's gonna continue to be some expedited freight leaving for the year end out of Southern California but something to keep an eye on is gonna be the Pacific Northwest. I do anticipate rates are gonna start falling. They may be a little stubborn with one week of declines followed by a week of increases, but overall, we're gonna be set on a trend to decline out of the Pacific Northwest. But states to keep an eye on in the West Coast are going to be Colorado, Arizona, and Nevada, because there is volume that originates out of these states, and they've seen some volatility over the past week, which is not gonna change in the coming weeks. So I think there's something to be said here about cycles, Maze, because although we are pretty much out of the clear of COVID, it's not really a consideration when it comes to freight any longer. This is very similar to where we were in 2022, right? Exactly, Jenny. Over the past few weeks, we've seen a very almost identical trend to what we experienced last year through the Thanksgiving holiday and end of month. And if we were to look at what happened last year through the Christmas holiday and New Year's, we saw about a 14% increase in the average rate. 
Now, last year, right around mid-December, we were around $1.80 per mile line haul only, and that jumped up to $2.08 a mile line haul only at the end of December. So that's a 14% increase over a two-week period, which is a lot. I mean, that's more than double what we experienced just now over the Thanksgiving holiday. And Jenny, I think we're gonna see something very similar to that. Now, I don't think it's gonna be as high as we experienced last year, but there's definitely going to be volatility that forces rates upward as volatility hits shippers routing guides. And carriers are gonna be looking for it and taking advantage of it as soon as they can. As we called out, it's been a tough year for carriers, and I'm sure that they're happy that 2023 is coming to an end and they wanna leave on a high note. As we all do, and if you wanna end on a high note, we have a webinar next week on Wednesday, December 13th at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, which is all about the macro and micro insights and trends that can help you prepare for the first half of 2024. And we've got a lot to cover with our Senior Director of Freight Market Intelligence, Paul Pozemski. If you wanna secure your spot, you can go and do it via our LinkedIn, that's transfix.io, you can find us there. That said, we will see you next week with an all-new episode of the Transfix Take Podcast. And until then, drive safely. All views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the speakers and do not necessarily reflect the views or positions of Transfix, Inc. or any parent companies or affiliates or the companies with which the participants are affiliated and may have been previously disseminated by them. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are based upon information considered reliable, but neither Transfix Inc. nor its affiliates nor the companies with which the participants are affiliated warrant its completeness or accuracy, and it should not be relied upon as such. All views and opinions are subject to change.